You're listening to the Evolved Life Podcast. The Evolved Life Podcast are conversations for awakening, a taste of what's possible when we choose to live life at 100%. If you're hungry for personal, powerful change, whether you're an entrepreneur, a health enthusiast, or just looking to level up your life, you've come to the right place. Get ready to start enjoying the unfolding of life to its fullest, to expand from each moment and to usher in the experience of heaven on earth. In this podcast, we share deep chats with powerful people whose views will challenge your perspective and bring life and inspiration to your day. Welcome to the Evolved Life Podcast. Today, we're sitting down with Colleen Gallagher, a super dynamic young woman who's actually created a business around helping others to live more impactful lives to find their own sovereignty and express their own truth and monetize it while doing it. If you're an entrepreneur or striving to be an entrepreneur or just would like to know more about who you are, you're gonna wanna sit down for this entire episode and listen carefully, break out that notepad. Colleen is actually a childhood cancer survivor. She's an author, a global educator, researcher, and she's the founder of Global Citizens University. She stands for the revolutionary vision to empower leaders, that's you, to leverage technology to create money and impact humanity at the same time. Colleen travels all over the world, 34 countries and counting, to educate and empower people to see how they can make massive impact on humanity by simply being them. Colleen is an amazing young woman Break out that notepad. You're going to love this. Turn up the volume. Let's get started. Yes. <laughs> it's on. It's happening. So how are you doing today, Colleen? It's uh, really exciting to be on, on this call with you and uh, catching up with you. Last time I saw you, um, you were actually in my, my town here. And we got to hang out a little bit. And you had so much greater news. I wanted to hear. Uh, I wanted to get you on my live feed here with... Uh, everybody in Evolved Life and also onto the podcast to make sure everybody got to hear about your journey because it's so amazing. So what, what's good in the world for you today? Yes, so what's today? Tuesday. <laughs> it's a Tuesday when we thought this, but um, I just had my first classes at Global Citizen University, which was super exciting and it's been something I've been working towards for a few months and uh, we got to dive into um, the first class is Freedom. And um, it was internal freedom was the first part and um, what that means. And it's amazing with like, we have like magic school business owners. We have like love leaders. It's amazing. So it was just a magical day, I feel like so far. Global Citizens University. We talked about this a little bit. However, most people have never heard of this, maybe. Or at least I hadn't heard about it until you told me. And it's, it's pretty amazing. So maybe give us a little background on what, what exactly it is. Yeah, so it's it's so, you know, even today, I feel like the major question after my my lecture that they gave is, everyone said, Colleen, my number one question is, what is love to you? And I was like, ooh, that's your question? <laughs> and this, you know, what is love is really what inspired Global, Global Citizen University. And, you know, I was someone who um, had cancer at a really young age, at age 14, and I thought that I had to have money and I had to struggle and I'd do all these things to like have success. And Global Citizen University for me 
is just the new future of like you can live with freedom you can live with love and you can live with money right now if you so choose so, so what was the answer to the question yeah <laughs> so my answer was just that love to me is that um the more that you can just expand your light and show others what's possible for them activating them however that may look oh that's that's uh that's beautiful it's really beautiful the crazy thing is i was uh actually went to a nightclub this last weekend I haven't done like an all-nighter party in in several years mm -hmm. and no i know that i'm leaving miami here shortly so i'm like you know what i want to go out and do this so i'm with this place called space miami so mm -hmm. i didn't leave to go there until midnight but also stopped at a friend's house to um meet up with everybody didn't go to actually to the club until about 3 a.m. The DJ I wanted to see was coming on at four. <laughs> the next DJ that I wanted to see was coming on at eight. And just before we, we left, I was, I was uh, talking to one of my friend's girlfriends and he was off talking to somebody else, so keeping her company. And I, and I actually asked the same question. What does love <laughs> mean to you? It's so, it's so funny that this, this, this question <laughs> is in the air. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and um, I, the funny thing is, she she was like you know I never really considered I never really thought about it, and um, she's a little bit younger and stuff so it's kind of a, a, a new but it opened up her mind and the conversation that unfolded at, afterwards just became like so deep into her psyche like what's going on with her and I think one of the big takeaways I had from from her answer was she had yet to even consider like how to love herself first she was thinking about love in all these external ways mm -hmm. and. Um, she was, I think she was like 18 or 19 years old. So the, the fact that she hadn't considered this, but now is considering at that age, I know I didn't even consider self-love until maybe a year or two ago. Like, what does that even mean? And really started taking it serious maybe in the last six months, like, like it mattered. And, um, that was, so it was a huge shift. So it's cool that that's, that's the question on the, the board here. And that's, that's interesting as well. Like one of my things that I shared, there's like five things that I've shared of, of internal freedom. But one thing that I really talked about, um, I went into more depth, but you know, there was a moment in time when I was at an event and I remember I was giving this speech that I like really desired for humanity, basically about like how we're all interconnected and like all this stuff. And it was this really beautiful speech. And like a lot of people in the room were like, you know, tears and, um, the person who was doing it got up and what she said to me and she said, Colleen, that's really beautiful because you can tell where your heart is, but I'm curious, what does Colleen desire for Colleen? Mm. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like all, all this love that I have for humanity and all this love that I have for like everybody. It was like, well, where is that like existent within myself? And like, what is that vision? feel like and that was like a really profound moment in my life because I've never really thought about that I was always like like do this goal and do that and like all of the things um and that was like the first time it really hit me of like whoa if I don't stop and figure this out like none of the rest of this is ever gonna matter that that's such a great realization so what what came up for you what was uh what was the answer I don't know if I like had one at the exact time. Like I feel like there was so much and I feel like if you were to ask me now, it's like ever evolving and it's still ongoing, but I feel like love for myself is always choosing to say like, does this feel good for me? Like, does this actually benefit 
mean? Does this actually benefit like what I desire to do? Because like, if you already know, like I already know I'm working towards this vision, like if it's not benefiting me, it can't benefit the vision. So for me, it's been like coming more and more in alignment with like, does that feel good for me? Does that benefit me so I can show up for the vision that way? That, that is, I love that answer. And, and it's kind of such a weird twist because I know I grew up being told, you're, if, you do anything for, if I do anything for myself, then I'm being selfish. Mm -hmm. And I think a, a lot of people got that messaging and got that, that installation of that program. And I see a lot of people breaking out of that, like, okay, well, I've got to fill up my own cup to be able to give to anyone else. Mm -hmm. So what would you say as far as advice for anybody that might be in that position where they're thinking, well, that's selfish. It's got to benefit me. And if you think it's got to benefit me, like before I can give to anybody else, like that's selfish or some kind of iteration of that program. What would you, what would you say to somebody like that? Yeah. I feel like when I said like the most important is like, if it's, if it's benefiting me, but at the cost of someone else, like then that's different. If it's benefiting me so I can be a more holistic being, I can be a more empowered being, I can be a more knowledgeable person. If I can be more well rested, like whatever that is, like, that's so I can show up for humanity, not at the cost of someone else. And I feel like that's the really biggest um, implication when thinking of that, of like, okay, well, that sounds selfish, but I'm not doing like, oh, does this benefit me at the cost of like, I'm like, I'm trying to think of like, maybe I'm not paying someone that I should be paying. Like that would be selfish. You know what I'm saying? Or like taking a service that you're just like, whatever. But like, taking care of yourself in a way that it feels good for you. I feel like that's like the best analogy I can try to give. Yeah. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking on that one because it's yeah. such, it can be such a fine, fine line. And like, I think for, for me, it's unless I've got the full energy, unless I can show up, unless I've taken care of myself, unless it's, it's in my heart to be. Yes. And I think that's, that's where the biggest piece was. I didn't even look at my heart, what was important to me. I was always looking at what's important to everybody else and how can I help everybody else, not even taking consideration like what's true in my heart. And it took me a long time to exercise that muscle to say, okay, is this important to me? Because what benefits me or doesn't benefit me, that's all a matter of my perspective. So mm -hmm. I could be in a relationship with somebody and want to get out of it and be like, well, now, if I leave, it's at the expense of that person because they need a relationship. They need my support in this way or this, that way. But then I'm sacrificing myself. So is there, is there kind of a, a nuanced bridge that you would, would suggest to somebody? I feel like everyone's is going to be a little bit different. So it's like, mm. you know, because I feel like with what makes me feel good could be very different than what makes you feel good. Like it probably is. Like I don't, you know, I'm, or like what makes someone else and what feels good to me today, like I know three months from now is going to feel very differently um, in that and in, in my evolution and my growth as, as you know, I'm going. So I don't ever feel like there's one thing, but I feel like the thing that you can always come back to is like, okay, like, does this feel good to me? But is this coming at like a greater cost of like so many people are suffering for this? Like, let's say like, you know, an example that's just coming through me is like, um, someone's like, here's $10,000 and you just maybe take it without even thinking like, okay, does this come from like drug dealers? Does this come from like, did they steal it from somebody? Like all that, like that would be more of like, okay, like, well, obviously maybe it feels good to get the $10,000, but then if I reflect on it, like, did it really feel good just to receive that without like knowing some other variables? And that's what I feel is more like, that was an example, it's maybe not the best that came through me, where it's like, 
okay, like right now it feels good to be like, no, I want to stay in and I want to stay at home and I don't want to hang out with my friends. And that's not the cost of someone else's like well-being. It's of me like being in sovereignty with myself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so really being in that that sovereignty piece, like my truth. I love that. And, and have, did you always have that and like know what was going on inside? Were you more like me? You were more like me. Like yeah. That was like maybe I think June of 2018 that like that got told me like what's your position out of it. I still don't really understand it until like another mentor I invested in like August of 2018 and like I really just started and I feel like there's still even deeper layers. Like, you know, it's just like a month ago I told you know my first client like I was like you know this isn't gonna be a fail. Like I don't have anything to serve you. Like I was gonna call like they were ready to pay me and I was like. I, I just don't have anything to be of service. And that wasn't me being mean. It was me knowing like, okay, if I do this, am I really standing in my sovereignty? And like, it was I going to cost myself, my happiness, my peace of mind to suffer, to receive something, to hopefully maybe have someone see the light. Mm. Yeah. So, so what, so what's one of the practices that maybe you have, or is there something, or is it just kind of like an aha moment that made you start to like, really build on and getting into that sovereignty and and um really knowing what your heart's intention was is there something you do on a daily basis monthly basis or something that you would recommend to anybody else yeah so everything like every day before i go to bed i write down like what i did that day like every little thing like literally if it's like like everything it's kind of a little bit crazy but like i'll write down and then like next to it i write down how i felt and when i do that right before i go to bed i'll notice like okay so what did i do today that didn't empower myself to feel good and then I'll start looking at like why I did that or whatever it is. And then I can start noticing like if there's looping patterns or patterns that are kind of like um, where I could be addicted to suffering that I'm not realizing. Um, and then if I choose, like now that I know I'm doing things that aren't feeling good, I can always choose now to feel better. And I can choose to be standing more on my sovereignty, which would empower you to feel good. And who doesn't want to feel better? So you actually write down everything that you've done over the course of the day mm-hmm. and then say did this feel good or not or how how you felt doing it specifically like a specific emotion attached to it yeah and then sometimes it may not be like deep anger or deep sadness i was like oh that was mad like i'll do like it's like different faces like i'll do silly i do different things off the time but it's like a way for me to be like i'm really the controller of my reality like i can create whatever i desire and then once you look at that i i heard i think i heard you say to see if I'm addicted to suffering in any way. Or I'm oh, lo- what I'll do is like over time, if I'm noticing that there's the same thing I'm doing. So let's say like, there's one thing I was doing for a long time. This is really funny, but I would like go to get dressed and like stop and like go to get dressed and stop and then go on my phone. Like this would be like a 30 minute process. And I like realized like I wasn't aware that I was doing it, but I started to realize like there's 30 minutes of my day going. Like, where is it going? Like I would notice. And so I started to write down like, what is this going on in this 30 minute day? And I started to notice like, I was like afraid to be like, or I wanted to like have this certain projection of my judgment and there was like all these things but that was like it took me like two weeks to realize it but I started like that lets me notice patterns like that in my life that let's say without me doing this journal I wouldn't be aware of that I think that's that's brilliant I mean there, there's been so many ways that I've been addicted to suffering and I haven't done this exercise so maybe there's more I feel like I'm pretty damn happy but there's probably if I haven't done this exercise maybe there's more maybe I need to start doing this what inspired this 
I don't know. Actually, like my first program I ever did in my Live Your Truth program based on my first book, I created this thing that was called the Calendar of Feelings. I have no idea. Like I, I downloaded it. I have no idea where I got it from. <laughs> like everyone, I'd be like, haven't you heard this before? And no one's like, everyone, all coaches I know are like, I've never heard of this. So I'm like, oh, okay. But anyway, I just have people write down um, like their calendar of truth. So I'm like, write down the things that you're doing consistently every day. Like consistently, I start people out of like, what is consistently? And I said, then do like how it makes you feel when you do those things. And people start to notice them. And everyone's like, holy shit. Like there's all these things that I'm doing consistently that I don't feel good about. Like what? And so they do it. And so like, I've just now like always done it as one of my habits. And you call that your calendar of feelings? Mm -hmm. And it, was that, was that a book that you wrote as well? Did I catch that right? Oh, like, I wrote my first book, Live Your Truth, which just, this is like a six week program that goes with my first book. But like, I just have that as one of the exercises in that program. And I don't know where it came from. Like, I, I, I swear, like I was just sitting, I don't know where I, I thought like I read it somewhere or something, but everyone's like, Colleen, I've never heard of this ever in my life. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, so it just came, came through you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly so yeah that that is, that is so great and that was so that was a six-week program so you do a lot of programs with other with with people and who's like who do you typically work with and like how do you help them yeah so typically I always work with it's, it's been men but predominantly a lot of women have come to me now as well but um it's been people that are super in their masculine energy so they're usually super super intelligent super smart super ambitious gone everything their whole life <laughs> and like and the smartest in the room or successful but now they just really desire to live with freedom and to live with soul and to live with feelings um and i've put a lot of my investments into that um to understanding how you can drop into that and really create any money freedom from that so why do you think they come to you for that mm, because i mean i used to be them i used to be super uh -huh. the master. i used to be like super rah, rah, let's go. And like, I'm sure there's still areas that I am that way, but I've been able to drop more into a feminine way of doing it in a more balanced way. Yeah. I mean, looking at your posture, like you're, you're leaning back, your shoulders are down. I'm, I'm sitting here like leaning forward. Right. So I'm sitting there as masculine, like, uh, and you're just like, so I'm leaning. <laughs> <laughs> it's really beautiful. It's really great to see. So, now we met in, in Costa Rica at the wild leadership training. What is, what is something that you really took away from, from that event that you maybe want to share? I feel like that event, like what I took away the most out of anything is just being in flow with you. I don't really know. Like that's the best way I can describe it is like being in flow with yourself and also just like, how much bigger and amazing this world really is than we can even comprehend. I, yeah, I can see that. And for anybody watching or listening, like some of the exercises and trainings we've done, we did and some of the things we talked about, like if we talked about some of this stuff in general public, we might, we might like end up like in a, a padded room. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or it's definitely a rest day because we did run around on the beach naked and all kinds of stuff with over forty people. It was, it was pretty pretty insane. So it was really cool because when in that environment, all of a sudden, like once all the clothes come off, then like all the bullshit comes out. And that was one of the things that was really neat to see is how everybody. I mean, you brought your mom there. And I know. <laughs> <laughs> She's like very 
in the sand. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> and not like buried, like buried, like when we were little kids buried. It was like kind full of like on. it was kind of like a, a a funeral kind of feeling. Like it was like a full like goodbye to your old self. And so your mom got to do that for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if she fully understood everything that was going on, but yeah. She's such a trooper. I can see. I can see why. Why. Uh, why you kind of are the way you are. I haven't met your dad, but she's definitely got yeah. a fire in her. So I'd like to kind of get back to GCU because you had some really crazy, amazing things that you were talking about. So we talked about love, and we also thought that there was freedom was one of the big topics. Yep. So what, what were some of the things that you guys talked about? And and tell me more about like what GCU's mission is and how you got involved. Yeah, so so the biggest thing, like we have four different um, courses that I've seen as a four pillars that need to be a foundation for really anyone that's maybe been in the academic route or that's like super intelligent but hasn't really understood the entrepreneur or the freedom lifestyle or technology world. And four things that I've really seen from the entrepreneur side um, that are really missing for this like social impact and social injustice. Um, part and so with GCU our, our mission is that collectively that we will be um, creating between all of us one trillion dollars that will be going towards love and purposeful contribution and influencing social policies um, instead of the one trillion being spent on military between just five countries um, so that's a really big mission um, of ours and the four pillars that I've created with that was freedom so it's really important to understand um, both entrepreneurs and with um, academic world that you understand what freedom is for you and internal external freedom and, and how to leverage technology to grow that. Um, the other thing that pillar is we have um, policy. So we look at social, economic and political policy. And right now, most of the world is really um, judged on what their economic is or economic status is in the global economy and really for there to be real change um it's really needs to be social like policy or things that are being influenced and social structures that um are being created in this world to influence political and economic things that i would say majority of humanity really cares about but doesn't understand how to change so like that's politics it's too much i don't want to go in there mm. Um, and it's really so it's really easy. It's very very simple like you just create a social change a social movement that you care about No matter how big or small that is, but all of it together compounds and collectively. Um, the third pillar is purposeful contribution. I've met a lot of people that contribute a lot to the world um, you know, like marketing is a problem solution. There's all the problems in the world and I really like to expand that to um, opportunity solutions. So what are the opportunities that we choose to see in the world and what are the solutions that we can give? And I'm really big on like the, the bigger the solution, the more that you're providing, um, the more that you'll receive um, from that and it can go. So we really teach that and also how to leverage in your brand or in your business um, the social injustice to then um, influence consumer buying behavior. Um, to really leverage yourself against multinational corporations and, and what that may look like as well. And then the last one we have is conscious citizenship. So I've really looked at a lot of people who are like, why well, in this country, in this region, and like not understanding that by being where you are, <laughs> by what you eat, by what you wear, <laughs> like you already are influencing the global economy um, by those things. So um, we really could be into that. And we have a mastermind as well. Um, and there's, there's two ways to be involved change agent or as a global economist. And so 
how did did you did you how are you how did you get involved in this or did you create this? I'm, I'm a little I bit. I created this. You yeah, created this. I totally like this is Colleen Gallagher, <laughs> like first class, and it was just yeah, like we're going and starting. Um, so yeah, it was. It's just from all of the hundred eighty-five thousand dollars I've invested in my personal development, I have at least a hundred thousand dollars in my academic like investments, and I still have my PhD to go. Um, my traveling um, to 35 countries, my life experiences, I'm really like opening the doors to everything. Um, and I even give like 24 seven access to me for basically anyone that's involved. So I'm like right with you almost every day, basically <laughs> with your business of what's going on. And like um, from CEOs who like never have even thought of freedom as a possibility for them, like what that could look like for them um, and getting them out of different countries. So it's, yeah, it's, it's here. Yeah. And, and how long ago did you launch this? Um, it would have been, I think, end of November. And you're involved, you're, do I remember correctly that you're involved with the UN with this too? I'm not involved with the UN with it, but I am looking at some partners. Ah, okay. All right, cool, cool. And so, how, well, before I even get to how somebody gets involved, like, Talk to me a little bit about, so freedom has the, this first pillar. You, I think I meant, you heard you mention, there's internal and external freedom. Mm -hmm. what, what's the difference? Yeah, so I feel like the first part, and like I said, if like really for anything of your reality, and what we said was love, like for you to really have like love exist around you, you have to have love within yourself. And I feel the first biggest thing of, you're gonna create a business, especially on technology, because like with media, People here, like, I think it's, like, 20% of what you say, 5% of what you look like, and, like, it's 75 or 80% of your aura. It's just a thing you you're using anything technology, it's super clear that you are internally showing up as authentically as you desire, um, and, like, you have awareness. So that's why I have that first, um, and really looking at all the things within you and, and different tools that I really believe from everything I've studied are the quickest way to self-sustainably do it. Um, without being in like a full-on like community at all times <laughs> and um, the external environment I say once you really created that it's like redesigning your life like it's really like okay who are you surrounding yourself with what are the conversations like what are you wearing do you have a car do you not have a car like all these like other small details that people are like my, 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 my brain hurts like okay let's create a safe place a container like let's talk about these details and like get them out because I feel like sometimes we have a lot of visionaries me myself included that we're like, oh, da, 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 and we free, almost forget to um, uh, ground down into those smaller things, into that external reality that we are in a human experience right now. And we are experiencing that on planet Earth, on Gaia. So what that really means for us to be creating an external reality that can match that internal freedom. And the third part with going to technology, um, whatever that may mean to so many people, because there's, there's lots, but how you can really leverage that to um, scale your impact and scale your freedom um, with what you really desire to create. That, that, that's, a, that's amazing. I mean, this is so on vibe with like everything I always talk about with Evolve Life and like, okay, so I'm projecting this reality. Who I see is who I be. And like taking into consideration everything that I'm experiencing is, is actually coming from something that's going on inside me first. So making sure that I, I look at that piece as a fundamental like cornerstone of, of what my experience as a human or in this human body 
is going to be. And it's like, it's just so on point. And what I think just kind of popped in my head here was getting to the ending with the technology piece. The technology piece is like in this virtual world. And it's really interesting to me because it's like, it goes from the spiritual of like, this is a thought I had, an idea I had, and then implementing into this physical world, but then using the technology, which is in the virtual world, which is kind of almost the same as a, a spiritual world to actually now scale this and get it out to as many others mm-hmm. as, as possible. So it's, it's really interesting to see that, that full circle that you have going there. Yeah. And I, what I really value what you said as well is, you know, I personally um, like to function in both realities, but if I could, I usually like to be with the unicorns and the magic. And if people are listening, like, what is this? <laughs> Just, I like to, I like to play with magic and be in, in other places, but this is like a really good place. And I feel like why I said it, freedom and like even love within self is so important. And when you're leveraging technology, because when you go on to technology and these algorithms, these things like it's not Mark Zuckerberg, like there is something so farther beyond what we can fathom of what's going on here of you showing up in that energy and that aura that is like vibrationally matched through technology in a in a realm that we can't even really uh physically our brain can understand like i mean there's like engineers and science that you can do it but it's like not really like fully accepted maybe um and in that place that's why i say like the internal of belief and the internal of who you be to really leverage this, it can be possible, but that gets to occur for this to happen. Mm, yeah, uh, 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 absolutely. And, and, and that's one of the things that comes up a lot is, is this whole idea of understanding things. And I think understanding is overrated. Mm-hmm. I, me being required to understand something for me to be able to say I've experienced it. It's like me saying I can't use a cell phone unless I understand why it works mm-hmm. or what like so so that comes up a lot so being in that that area of uh of magic and rainbows and unicorns like it's very real and it's it's not something that has to be understood or explained it's it's how how imagination I think develops at least in my experience and how that creativity starts to really come to play so did you always live in that that world or like really enjoy living that world your whole life and then Always, like, did you ever get stunted on it, or how do you foster it? You know, it's so funny. I was actually in another podcast, and they asked, one of the questions they said is like, "Where's your imagination come from?" Like, you're in a very imagined person. I'm like, really? Like, I never thought of that. I'm like, it's so funny because both of my parents were lawyers, like, very in the system. So, like, it's so funny because like they never ever rejected my playfulness. Like, they always were there, but it's like they probably never understood it. But I always was super playful. Like, I remember like I'd be playing and like the kitchen and I'd be like oh like I have these or I'd be playing I was an only child like I'd, I'd always have like friends and I'd be like pretending to cook or um I'd always pretend I was a princess and I would like be with these other things I'd be like oh like friends are visiting or like I'd have this little blanket I forgot like I would play with and, and everything but to bring this into a real reality imagination that's like not as as like far away is um I just went to Orlando Florida what was it I just got back on Saturday and I was there for a couple days um with a with a mentor and you know I get there and she's like did you bring your bathing suit and I was like no I forgot so I like was I thought I booked a hotel but I was like oh I'll just stay in Airbnb because I booked so I go to this woman's house and I was like oh I messaged her like, oh I forgot a bathing suit she's like, oh my god when you get here I can take you and I was like oh okay 
And I messaged my mentor, she's like, your Airbnb is taking you to get a bathing suit. I was like, yeah, that's just my normal. And then like, I remember I get there, then she bought me hummus. She like knew I loved hummus. She like, got me hummus. We had wine. Then like, we're like up talking about like lights and like, like being uh, like all these things. And she's like totally in like, oh my God, this is amazing. We're talking about money. And um, so then the next morning I wake up, she's making me breakfast, goes to her orange tree, picks out an orange for me, freshly squeezes my orange juice. And then like, I'm like, oh my God. And then I'm about to leave out the door and she's like, sweetie, you need a coat. And gave me this coat that perfectly matched my outfit. It's like this beige thing that like thing. I was like, oh my God. So I walk into my mentor's like, where'd you get that coat? And I was like, my Airbnb just let me borrow it. And then like every morning she made me the breakfast. She gave me the coat as if she's like, it meant so much to me. You can just have my coat. All this stuff. And like literally, like, and I'm not making this up. This is not like for me to say like, this is just like, it's not, but it's so much of my normal reality that I can't even describe it. Cause like even my friends who hang out with me like, consistently that are in like wherever I'm living at the time, they'll be like, that's some Colleen stuff. Like they'll be things and they're like, only Colleen has this happened. But it's really because I believe I function in this way of like, well, everything's just going to be love and be amazing. So of course it happens. I, I love, I, I, I love that you're speaking about this because like it's what I, it's what I call it being like in the, in the vibration. It's nothing but being in that vibration where like divine synchronicity is happening for me all around me all the time. And I'm creating it by, by holding that, that vibration. And, and people always think that I'm crazy when I'm like, no, it's just, it's just going to happen exactly as it's supposed to happen. And uh, everything will be fine. And you just gave like 10 examples of something that happened for you. That's on a regular basis. Somebody be like, oh, you're so lucky. You're so lucky. And lucky's it lucky's a, a interesting word because it's got at least this connotation when I grew up that it, it's like stuff out of my control. Mm-hmm. And really lucky to me is actually just being in this this vibration where I might say blessed or something like that and, and, and to, to kind of bring it to earth and other people's without the connotation. But is there something that you've done to like get in that vibration? You just always kind of held that vibration. I mean, it's not like there's things like I don't do obviously to get in a low vibe, but like, I feel like there's, there's just a point in your life. Like when I was, you know, whether it was cancer, but I've always just been so inspired by life and it like mm-hmm. really moves me. And I've always been so inspired by love. And like, I, I just did a live actually today after my GCU and I was like, I hope everyone like knows like, this is my next biggest dream. Like, I know I always talk about my next biggest dream, but this one was my next biggest dream. I'm like, I had students show up and like, we're going to do this. And I'm just so honored that money, love and freedom like can exist. And like, I feel like it's, it's not like I said that they never exist or there's never moments, but I was, I was sitting at a a Muta festival after I graduated my undergrad with a friend or an old friend. And they were like, Colleen, what do you want out of life? And I was like, honestly, I just want to have an adventure where everyone's activated with love. Like that's what I want. And I remember that so clearly. I don't really remember much else about that. Like festival, that really that friendship, like it was, I remember that specific imprint, like, how I was sitting, what I was wearing. Like, I remember full blown the vibration of like, this is what I want. And like all the moments of like feelings of anxiety or feelings of depression or the feelings of scarcity that had come with them, I'm always just like, it's part of the motherfucking adventure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like to sometimes call it like a, a life cycle, like roller coaster ride. It's like the best roller coaster ride that could possibly exist. I'm just kind of cruising along, surfing the unfolding, 
sometimes creating it, sometimes crashing, sometimes, and it is that, that absolutely that adventure. And one thing that keeps coming to my mind is you, you, I think you mentioned being this imaginative state and your parents were these attorneys and like, it seems like it's the opposite, but attorneys write law. Mm-hmm. They write into existence consistently. Yeah. They're always creating and writing into existence. Now they might have some kind of structure in their mind on how it's supposed to be or from that they might've taken from the books or whatever. Now you've gotten that same power and you talk a lot. One thing I noticed hanging out, I love here, talk. <laughs> you are speaking into existence with this level of belief and confidence that rarely comes across. Like you hold a vibration like this shit's happening. I don't even care how, I don't care who, I don't care when, this is how it's gonna be, da 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 da. And you speak quickly. Like we've been on this for about 30 minutes and you've given so many golden nuggets. Like speak, you bring out so much. I'm like, what do I even go with this? Cause like there's a hundred <laughs> questions I could ask her on it. Like I've, I've actually, I never take notes and I started taking notes. <laughs> and how am I gonna keep up with her? And people are usually telling me, like, oh, how do you remember all that stuff? And I'm like, I can't keep up. What's going on? She's got a process here. Like, this chip that this millennium came in with, like, like, thank God for you. Like, it's amazing. You are, like, you are one of the new beings. You're, like, the next generation. Like, it's so, it's, you're not, I'm, like, an iPhone 6. You're not even an iPhone 10. You're, like, an iPhone, like, beyond, there's not even iPhones anymore. (laughs) It's the next level of iPhone. so funny I do get told like it was funny I remember I was in New Zealand and like people would be talking to me now like oh and like they're like Colleen your ability to process information like because I was like well yeah we just started doing that they're like Colleen I'm still processing like the vibe behind you and I remember like I was like oh I'm realizing like I have a processing machine that's like really quickly and like I remember even my mentor once that I was never aware of this till like August like she was like maybe even after that she was like, Colleen, you know that when people talk to you, like they need to go Google what just happened. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I was like, I make people feel that way. She's like, no, like people love you and what you're saying, but it's just like, we need a minute. And I was like, oh, and I like didn't even realize it was like so fun. I remember because I was like dying. I was like, oh my God, I would never. And then she's like, no. But it was just funny. No, it's, it's, it's perfect. And like, I got a lot of that when I was younger, and I think my celebratory years, mm-hmm. I lost a lot of brain cells, mm-hmm. and they've just started coming back, and I'm starting to get back in that, that, that vibration that, that I was once in, this like pure, pure vibration. And that, the thing is, for anybody that's listening or that, that might feel that way, like the idea of confusion is actually just a mind attempting to understand a new paradigm. Mm-hmm. so it's actually a great thing so don't worry about understanding all you just being in the vibration of it and being listening to what Colleen's sharing here is is actually automatically upgrading like the mind in in this way in behind the scenes in the subconscious mm-hmm. so that's what before I said understanding is overrated it really is like feel free to go look some stuff up and delve deeper and get more detail about anything the reality is just being in the vibration and getting the energy off of what Colleen's talking about here and this is one of the main things I love to talk about in Evolve Life is getting that vibration and tuning the instrument of the, the, the body, the mind, the energetic body, the emotional body, like really getting it all working in harmony so that 
I can show up 100% every day. And that's part of the reason why I wanted to have Colleen on here so much, why I wanted to have you on here so much, is because you've got the, that vibration, like just going, going, going. But yet, there you are sitting chill, grounded. <laughs> it's like very, yeah, you go between. And I feel like what I love what you said as well is like, it's the energy. Like, Ian and I could be sitting here talking about lipstick, seriously, or like a water bottle. And I would still be like, oh my God, there's like this. Or like, there would be things and it's, I probably would say something that doesn't even make sense. Or you'd be like, what is that? And if it's still like, I don't understand, but it's like just the energy of the curiosity. I feel like that's more of like what I have with the imagination. It's like the energy of the curiosity I have instead of the problems of the curiosity to find the opportunity to find the playfulness and to like feel that flow and feel that freedom and see where I can fit into that. Yeah. And, and I think there's that. And then there's like this, what I feel is like this level of like confidence or belief with complete detachment. Like there's always a paradox. So everything I'm saying could be true as long as I believe so. And it could also be completely bullshit or can be completely wrong, completely change my mind in two seconds. And that's like that, that changing the mind thing. That's a really like, that's a feminine, that's a real feminine quality, but yet you've got this direction. And like, it seems like there's a kind of an end in mind, which is very masculine. So you're carrying the two of them. In, in these this amazing way that's pretty rare so thank you for that thank you for bringing it to everybody thank you <laughs> it's fun so let's talk let's talk a little more about gcu because i want to i want to get through these pieces because this is this is exciting stuff like you're you're definitely set out to change the world you already have you do with every single word that you're speaking like that it's very clear that that's <laughs> And, and most people don't have the, the, the courage to do this or the wherewithal or the, there might be whatever is going on for them, too many personal things going on to even think about going out to the world. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's use you as that conduit since you've got yeah. this, this, this okay. mission, this vision, this declaration, this creation that you've already gotten going and maybe give enough information so people, if they want to get involved, they can, they'll be able to do it at the end. Um, so policy. Talk to me a little bit about the social, economic, and the political policy, like how, how you think that gets, I, I don't know anything about policymaking. It's yeah, like, yeah, so no, I mean, a, a great example, you know, I was just sharing today, so um, we can use um, America for now, but I also like using Germany as well because of um, Angela Merkel. But yeah. um, America right now, so I mean political, right? Politically right now we have Trump, and we, we, we have, you know, someone who's very Republican, same with Pence, very Republican. Um, there's a lot of opinions, whatever yours may be, um, about that. But the, the grounded reality is that America has decided to call that a Republican. And Republican has certain qualities that, that meet that. And um, that has, you know, typically meant more military spending, maybe less on education. It's meant more on uncertain things with taxes and not. And let's say that's, that's, a, that's a big thing. So when you're looking at a, a political, usually the economy, you're looking at, okay, we're going to be more conservative here, spend more here. Like these are things that affect the economy. Socially, what you look at people who really like to express themselves, people who really feel free, people who are like, I want to just do whatever, gender equality, woman equality, um, like rights for children, like all these things. I mean, education, all of these things that are really social policy, healthcare, that are social things kind of aren't really from an economic and political standpoint recognized and people think that that falls from that but here's another thing i'd really like to share to, to share this as well and bring this holistic is the wall um, that uh, america has decided or whatever they're doing with mexico and <clears throat> america 
Trump ran socially sane on um, immigration. That, that would be mm -hmm. social, a social policy. And that's what got him elected, to be into an economic stamp or political standpoint, which can now influence the economy. Now, from that, they were like, well, whether do we do cement? Do we do steel? I don't even know. Now the U.S. government is closed. But that's because of a social policy, a social thing that people care about is immigration. And a, one social thing has caused this chaotic mess in everything. It's not just politics and it's not just economic. It's a social meaning of like, I desire to have this control over this. And social policy is surprised the economic and politics of any So, so what's, what's your, your thought process in terms of like, creating a policy and maybe this is for a whole nother conversation so feel free to stop stop me if it is like what is what is the ideal situation because and i'll just give you a little bit of like what goes out of my mind is when i think of policy i think of rules and when i think of rules i think no more free will mm. and i think fuck this like every i think every person has innately what right it's not even right and wrong but everybody innately has like if they can get into that this this first this first pillar of, of freedom, experiencing love, knowing who they are, living on purpose, then policy like get, kind of gets erased in my mind. I can be completely wrong about this, but that's what I think like when people are living on that purpose, they're in love with themselves, they're gonna be in love with everything around them, they see the divinity, the greatness and everything around them, then policy becomes what? I'm not really yes. sure. So I, I love, and so it's really the opportunity of what's missing or what I saw missing with the entrepreneurial world and the academic row. And even like the, the multinational corporations that are making major decisions that aren't aware. So instead of let's say social policy, you can inter interchange it with movement. And the people that I'm really, let's say, um, guiding in this process of global citizenship, um, <clears throat> I say policy on purpose because it's really in this 3D human reality, the world that we're living in is due to social trade policies, is due to mm. policy, that's the word. But really where it's going is a social movement. That was a social movement that was empowered to get Trump elected. That wasn't just immigration. It was a social movement. Keep them out. Do this. And that's a movement. But in the world that we're functioning in Gaia, like actually how the world is functioning, it's a policy. But what gets to be transformed is the people that desire to live with freedom, the people that are conscious, get to meet and get to co-create the words of policy and movement are actually super powerful. And for us to rise in a way that's in that way, to stand up as a social um, policy, as a social movement, showing that love is going to be the answer. Okay. I, I, I like that. I, I love that. I love. There we are. Because... <laughs> these words have connotations to them and they, they have specific meanings and I haven't looked up the, the, you know, the etymology of the word policy, mm -hmm. um, which now I'm going to, you're going to have me go Google. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Um, and, and that's one of the things I, I like to do before I put stuff out there is like, look and see, okay, what's the connotation? What's the etymology of the word? Like, for example, I hear this word want all of the time and want is like this illusion that I don't have it yet. And then, so I was looking to see what can change it to. And then I went to desire. What about desire? That seems like a synonym. But then desire has all this connotation to it. Like it's bad to go after your humanly desires and it's sin and da 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 da. And then I looked up desire and, and it actually comes from Latin of, for from or of the stars. 
Mm. So it's actually like a channeling, like that's like giving me this, this gift. So I've, I've moved to that, but then I always have to give the definition for it. So it'd be really interesting to see what the etymology is with the, the policy um, pieces, because I know just from, and, and I'm probably the minority that I look at the policy and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's more rules. Like I'm so sick of rules. I don't follow them anyway. Actually, I don't even create them anymore. I used to like bend them and then I would create them. And now I'm like, fuck them. Um, so, but what you're, what you're saying with a social movement, like now you've got me like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm on your train. Like, let's do this. Let's make this happen. Because it, it's, it's enacting change that's fluid with the nature of the, the being. And as the being moves towards this vibration of love, which I'm going to say, I'm going to make a claim right now that we're already there. Yeah. We we're already that. there. We're just waiting, we're watching it like start to unfold and be realized in this 3D, which is part of that adventure. So as that unfolds, like the fluidity of this movement is going to just like tear down all of the walls. Exactly. So there won't really necessarily be policy or there won't be like a place or what it is, but just right now where it's functioning, I, I break that down really, really deeply because I'm something that, like you said, I've been written like no rules, no policies, no anything, get out of here. And then like the more that I've done like into the academic world, like I've been like, uh, literally, <laughs> and like as that's happened, I've been like, okay, <laughs> there gets to be like a gap here because I like see this and I, and I get to like, it's not even really a gap, but there just gets to be a bridge. And, and the bridge that I really felt what was that. And, and that's a really beautiful way of, okay, social policy. And, and like you said, most people be like, mm, 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 but the rest of her stuff is kind of cool. So I'm not really sure. Like, should I just reject her? Cause the one word, like it's very, like it has a purpose for, for it. Um, and then like really going deep into the teachings of what that means for you, what that means for your business. And like I said, like I've had people get, girl, I can't influence policy. I'm like, mm, just by you being you is already creating a social movement. So mm, you mind. And like, let's just re-feel that and let's just, you know, let's give some life into that because you are already enough. And I feel like that's the biggest thing is people will go, Colleen, if I don't, I'm like, you just going to the local coffee store, like you having a little garden, you doing whatever, like that is a social movement. Yeah. Yeah. Like you are creating a social policy, like by you in a conversation being like, you know, I actually don't agree with um you know borders but maybe you do and that's okay but just having an having the okay to say that about whatever you believe mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely and, and the more i'm thinking about now from this new level of awareness and this perspective the, i think the people that are going to resist the change the most are the people that are using the word policy that have been so embedded in it and created policy and it's kind of like getting their buy-in so that they'll start to walk over the bridge and then once you get halfway over that bridge, you can be like, oh, by the way, no longer policy. This is a movement. Let's get over it. <laughs> go back that way. Yes, exactly, exactly. And so that's like the really beautiful part of it and like what it's created. And, and like I said, it really stands for like the largest peaceful army of love, which is like that in itself is a paradigm, but it's like, it's on purpose. Like it's the purpose of, of where we are functioning right now. I've grounded myself. I've gotten into many mentors who have helped me do that <laughs> and um and it's, it's on purpose like it's definitely a brand that that's not like you know it wasn't just thought of overnight it wasn't just like oh here's a fairy on my shoulder and all the things like there was a lot of a lot of you know a lot of heart and a lot of soul put into it and, and that's why I said you know like um 
to do that like it really right now that was my biggest dream and like I was like am I live and I mean it and when you're listening to this like imagine your biggest dream right now maybe it's being on a podcast with Ian like who knows like whatever if that's your dream like that is simply enough and like for you to allow yourself to dream that and like even imagine that thought into existence is so beautiful and desires like just so much compassion and love absolutely and things are like so much closer than I might realize like it, it really just it's it's a message or a phone call away, even being on a podcast with me or a lunch or, or coffee. So. Yeah, like literally, if we can even share that story if we want to. Like Ian messaged me or, I, or what if we messaged each other somehow? Oh, I messaged Ian and I was with my mom in New Orleans. And I was like, my mom just wanted to say thanks so much for the handstand. And oh my God, she loved it. It was her favorite part. He's like, yeah, like maybe um, if you want to be in the podcast. And I was like, actually, I'm going to be in Florida like right by then. So then we literally went up and met and Emily and I had, had coffee for four hours and got lost. And then, like, we did this. So, like, to tell you, like, a dream or an existence, like, literally, again, like you said, like, that is just my reality. Like, of course, that naturally happens of that. Like, I'm always feeling that into there. Yeah, and I, and I drove up to Coral Springs where you were. Yeah. Which you were, like, completely surprised. And now looking back at it, I'm like, I, I only – driven up there like five times maybe maybe 10 times that i've been here last year to that area and that's because my sister and my nieces and nephews live there so like i'll go up to see them but maybe not even once a month and you come into town like also i'm like yeah sure we could drive up there <laughs> i'll make a day of it. and i got to spend a great day with my sister and, and see yeah. her kids too so it was it worked out great but like that not a, i don't drive for everybody coming in town actually i had just finished telling emily maybe week earlier like I'm not making time for anybody unless like unless they're in the vibe unless it's gonna serve me and my 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 heart says yeah go do this with you it was like a no-brainer yeah I think I know it was like so amazing and that's I want to share something that's really beautiful I feel like in that for both of us as well and, and beautiful for people maybe listening is like you may wonder well like where do I find these people like how you know how do I get in contact with someone like you and Ian where I would be in a vibe where you would want to, or you would desire um, to like have something. And I feel like the biggest thing is if you're already having those thoughts, like you've already kind of put yourself out of, out of the area. Like it's you being you and people can feel that. Like, you know, there's so many people, like I get, and so does Ian, like so many messages probably a day, like it would be insane of how many people are like, I want five minutes or 10 minutes or this or that or whatever it is. But it's like, you can instantly feel the energy of it's someone that's like, I need, and like almost like this, versus like someone that's like, yo, I'm just so excited to like co-create and whatever explores in this. And when you are in those conversations and you are with those people, like with Ian and myself, like I remember I was like talking to my mom, I was like, oh yeah, they said hi, you know, whatever. It's like, what'd you talk about? I was like, mom, we don't really talk about things. Like we just talk about wherever like it goes. Like there's not like well, how was your day? What is you at five? Like, that's just not where, like, those aren't like the questions. Like, there's not even really questions. It's like small things that go in. And the the coffee guy, we even made his day, like, stuff. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. We we raised the roof on the place. (laughs) The coffee. (laughs) Yeah. So it's really, it, it can be really easy if you choose that. And it's just like you go choosing to be, with your heart and that's what will empower you to create those types of relationships or 
moments in time that you, you really value. Absolutely. I completely agree with what you're saying. And at the same time, I know for me, when I was like getting onto this kind of journey, getting back into this, this vibe, which I was once in and then fell out of, I, I went to a group program and that's what got me back into that space. Like both of us do the group programs. We have the, the group here of Ob Life on, on, um, on Facebook. And then I, I do group online programs. You do group online programs. And it's such a magical thing that happens when people are in that, that space. And there's, there's always a few people that really kind of hold the vibration. Obviously the people leading, if I'm leading, if Colleen's leading, like we're going to hold a certain vibration, but it kind of a tr like attracts like when it comes to vibration. And if you're vibing with Colleen's, what, what Colleen's putting down, like we'll, we'll put a link here for you to be able to get in touch with her to get into one of her group programs. You obviously know how to find me already um, and bring you together because once that group gets together, something magic happens where like everybody's vibe elevates consistently and they start supporting each other in, the, in a way that is so much different than back like when I was out of the vibe. I remember I'd be in conversations and I would say like, oh yeah, I really would like to do X, Y, Z. And the response from the five people around me was, well, you can't do that because or no, but. And it was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, and it exhausted me. Even one person saying that can put the doubt in. And that was largely the case in several relationships I had and so forth, where it's just like kind of beat me down. So definitely I encourage anyone to reach out to me or Colleen about the group stuff because it will snap you out of the hypnosis that gets put in when, when, when surrounded by people that I like to refer to as the crabs in the bucket that just keep pulling you back down. So yeah. Um, I agree. <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> um, so was it purposeful? What was the third contribution. one? Contribution. I can't read my own hand right now. It's going so I was trying to write as fast as you talk. <laughs> Perfect. So, and, and opportunities and, and solutions. So this was really interesting because this goes back to language. And most people say like challenges and difficulties. And I heard you say those two words together. So I'd love to speak a little bit about this uh, personal contribution and what that means and how somebody could do it just even on a moment-to-moment -moment basis. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, like, the biggest thing I always feel is when people say, like, oh, I want to do more. I want to do this. Like, oh, my God, that sounds exhausting. Like, I wouldn't want to do more, like, you know? And so um, I see a lot of people, and this is back to, like, myself with academic and, and entrepreneurs, like, people are contributing a lot, whatever that means for them. But, like, what are you really contributing um, purposely? What really sets your soul on fire? And, you know, I hear a lot of people talk about, like, if it's just country and, like, well, I'm doing this marketing strategy and solving this problem and giving this product. And, like, <clears throat> I personally don't resonate with problems. Like, I don't, I don't desire to work with people who have problems. I don't desire to be around people who have problems. Like, I desire to be around people who see opportunities. And I desire to be around people who are desiring to have solutions to opportunities in the world. So, you know, like a big thing is, you know, 80% of the world's living in poverty. There's currently a hundred million displaced people around the world, which means that they cannot live in their country due to a civil war and they cannot go to a new country because of, of laws. And so what does that mean for the world? Like we're all kind of paying a global tax that we're not really aware of because there's nowhere to go. 
And, um, you know, that's not a problem to me. It's more of an opportunity. Like, and I'm excited. So Global Citizen University, like one nation, and it's not going to be for everyone, but you know, there's enough of us who are, who would work for, and, and we would believe that there's solutions we can provide to, to these opportunities instead of the current paradigm of, oh, all these refugees, what are we going to do? There's people that are going here and all that, like, you just, like, even hearing how I, how you say problem, opportunity. It's just a heavier weighted. There's more density. Uh, absolutely. And, and I might invite that it is actually for everyone. It is for anyone and it is for everyone. It's just a matter of that, that consciousness being pierced. Like, mm -hmm. oh, there's all these other people that maybe are less fortunate. And it's not a, a, a woe is me. It's not a, I've got to take care of them, like um, feed them every day. It's how can I actually contribute purposefully and solve this? So it doesn't mean that money has to come out of my bank account. It may just be my idea. It may just be... Um, something that I say to someone that inspires them to just step up a little bit more and show up a little bit more. So it doesn't, doesn't have to be anything that's like take, making me less. It actually should be making me more. Mm -hmm. and, and how can I do it from that place? And that comes right back to that first one of freedom of like being in that, that centered in, internalness and be able to grow from these experiences. And the moment, knowing that the moment it starts taking from me, I can cut off, cut it off and say, whoa, 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 let me back up. Let me revisit, get realigned. That's kind of, that's what I'm feeling. Does that, does that resonate? Yeah, no, it really does. There's two things that I want to say is like, one thing that I really um, like that you said is like, yeah, technically like I, in my forest belief, I do believe it's for everyone. I've really like backed it up a little bit, but I, I want to come back to that in a moment. A very important thing um, that um, I always, um, I was in the energy of like, it's for everyone, it's for everyone. And, you know, there was things that people were like, well, then you're forcing me or you're forcing a belief or you're this. And like, we're not all this. And there's a lot of people and I was like, you know, like, I'm not here to force anyone. I'm not here to be this, but like in my truest core, like I do believe we all live to live holistically with love. Like we all really want everyone to rise and we don't really want anyone else to suffer at, at the cost of us living. Like that's not really, I really believe any single person that's like, really desires and if that is something they're sh sharing there's some deeper um opportunity for them to maybe look within of why that occurs and 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 what's going on within them but um i really find i really like that you said that and the other thing that i want to share it was really interesting um that's coming up a lot in my field lately and I'm, i want to you know pause and, and acknowledge Ian for this is um as a woman there's been a lot of times i've been one more standing in my masculine or stand in things that um, I've been like this, and there was actually a recent opportunity I can't say too much about in case, like, whoever listens to this, but eventually I can. But there was an opportunity where there was a man in me, and um, out of protection, um, I wasn't able to go what the man was for, for something. And even though I had, like, a higher GPA, and there was some other things going on, and I was like, interesting. And one thing that Ian, you know, just really beautifully did here is, especially as the um, woman and body in this, in this human experience, um, we can kind of, I personally can get kind of um, scared to stand into that power more of like the fear of that it could be too much or whatever it is. And so Ian does it really beautifully, if you re-listen to this, of how he empowers, especially um, women who are experiencing this life, to step more into that power and welcoming that no matter um, the reaction of what could occur around. Interesting. I, I'm going to have to re-listen to it because like, I don't... It's, it's so weird to me to hear this whole, like, the gender thing, because I don't look at people any different. It doesn't matter. Like, there might be some, 
I would say equality, not sameness, equality for sure. And, and, and it's always been confusing to me to see all these divides and people are like, oh, well, you're a white male. And I'm like, actually, I'm not. I'm just yeah. a really light complexion. So it's really fun to see people tell me how, you know, I'm this, just this white privileged racist male. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, I'm just always confused by it because I'm like, actually, where did that come from? And I find that a lot of times it, it's, it's actually the projection and that fear that, that brings that about. And I'd like to invite anyone to think, like if, if you think anybody's holding you down, just ask, is it me? Is it me that's holding me down? Is it me that's slowing me down? Because like, I love what you're fucking doing. I love what you're putting down. Oh, yeah. And, and, and it is. Go ahead. Oh, I mean, it is, it, was, it is me holding me down. That's what, but I love what you do so beautifully. Or it wasn't me doing it. But, and like Ian said, back to the thing, like, um, I a lot of times won't see like gender or this, but there'll be things that have occurred in my life where it's been like, okay, that's just, a, that is a, clearly the reality of why, like protection, you're not going to the protection, but like with that, like that's a clear, like mm -hmm. almost like, and I was like, had to breathe it out and I did my stuff to like, let it go. And I was like, that's it. But in these moments of like what you um, shared, or especially when, when you step into that, of like, I'd like to invite you with this. I'm like, oh, that was totally, I didn't want to own that it's for everyone because uh, I was, in, it came up for me. Like I was in fear, like, Ooh, well, what if that's too much? And a very like thing, because like as, as, as a woman or too much, like, you don't want, you don't desire to be too much and you don't want to be like, this is a strong belief or this is whatever. And, and in different places, and maybe it's a feminine, it may not even be woman, woman specifically, but Ian's done it at, um, one other time we were at coffee as well, but it's so beautiful because Ian does it in such an empowering way to bring you back to the realization for yourself of how to step more into your power. And that's like, when people re-listen to this, like really listen to the art of that and um, the awareness that I was able to catch it in as well because of the vibration that I'm choosing to be in. Mm, yeah, I, 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 lo I love that. And that, that was one of the, the, the phrases that I started using was, I invite. And another one that I like to use just to point them out for anybody that's listening is, I think what I heard you say was, versus you said X, Y, and Z. Because what someone said may not be what I heard. Mm -hmm. That's happened a lot of times in my life. So when I say that, then it gets that clarity and I don't get stuck in the story and I don't become the asshole. Mm -hmm. so, and then when I like to invite people, it's like, it's just, no, take it or leave it. Maybe it maybe feels good, maybe it doesn't. So. Really, really awesome cash there. And um, I'm glad that, that it's effective. I'm mm -hmm. really glad that it's effective. Because yeah. there's nothing sexier to me, like nothing more awesome about humans like than them stepping into their power and owning yes. it. I am going for it 100%, no more bullshit. And I love to help people do that. And even when they're already doing it, like let's expand it. Like I'm here, yes. I see you, I see your greatness. I see your divinity. You are fucking making shit happen. You are magic. Yes. And that is like the opposite of the crab in the bucket. Mm, yes. And that's, and that's what I feel like too, is it's so beautiful. Like when people do listen or when you are listening to this, like really feel into this and like went back to the question of like, well, how do I hang out with people like you and Ian or, or, you know, whatever it is, listen to that snippet. Like that's how a conversation of like, even if right now, like we weren't even on this, this would be a conversation we were having. Like, Ooh, let's go to that. Like, let's do this. Like that would be reality. 
that's not just mm -hmm. like something like this moment like that's like real life every moment like even when we're with different friends like that's what we're doing I'm like oh yeah like I invite that like oh yeah go there oh yeah oh yeah like we're doing that all the time so we can be more and more into our power of this gift of whatever we're desiring to create uh, I love it I love it and 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 it's it's about looking at it from an observer perspective like even when we talked about the political climate like you have pretty strong political opinions I, I, I got that vibe of just a few couple of words that you said, I'm like, hey, we're not going to go down that route um, in, in the conversation. But it, it's because, because it's like the observe, you come at it from an observer place. And you're like, this is just what I see happening and no judgment until it's time for me to make my change and make my case and build my debate. And then I'm going to give all the judgment, all the reason why this is right and this is wrong and this is what I'd like to go forward with. And you know what? I don't give a fuck if you agree. And and I, I don't have to, or somebody else doesn't have to, like, that's the way it is, but it's just, this is my truth and that's it. Like, and then I, from my experience with you and, and at this vibration, it's, I can give you the complete opposite opinion and you'll be like, okay, well, that I see that perspective, hold them both in, in place and say, okay, am I, am I limiting myself in anywhere? And in that case, like, then we both can do that and kind of grow our paradigms versus getting caught up in, oh, this is the way it's supposed to be. Yes, and that's the most important thing, I feel like, too, even with purposeful contribution, is coming into that. Because it's never like, this is the contribution. This is the place. It's always being open and aware to that, but it's from a trusting place. You know, like, if, I mean, if someone was to come up to me and be like, oh, like, you know, drugs are amazing and everyone should do them, like, I'm probably not going to be like, okay, they're probably not maybe amazing for like the human body, but maybe like for how you feel, you know, like I find some common ground or something, but I'm not going to be like full blown, like, yeah, let's go like put this to the whole market. <laughs> and I feel like that's like also in your life of, of when you're going like with purposeful contribution, like, you know, people always, people, everyone's there to help you and everyone's there to empower you, but it's like you choosing to pick the pattern that they're there to help you. So you can then, or empower you, I should say, and and you can pick the pattern of, of where you can step more into that power and that glory um, to give the, the purposeful contribution at even deeper layers. Because you know, one thing that I teach is that the bigger the the solution, that the more abundance that will flow up what, for you, for humanity, for whoever it is that you're desiring to impact. And so, but but that happens when you are having these conversations and becoming aware of new ideas and new possibilities and without conversation, without um, being a new environment, you can't create your awareness to some of those bigger solutions that exist right now. Uh, absolutely. And, and even the part that stings a little bit and the part that might kind of upset me a little bit, that's where like the biggest opportunity is to, to grow. That's what I found is like that part that makes my vibration like kind of like wonky and feels like, uh, like that's actually the opportunity for me to, to shift. And, and it's, it's great being in the sphere with other people that do that. And that's something I always get with Colleen here. Now we've been over an hour here. So I want to kind of get through this last, last, um, last pillar here, which is consciousness, conscious citizenship and being a global citizen. So tell me what, what that means to you and why that's important. Yeah. So one thing I've really realized between both entrepreneur and academic as well is, um, you know, there's this kind of lack of understanding of really, I'm not going to say lack of understanding, lack of knowing of how interconnected we are and how everything we do from what we do on Facebook to 
like I said, the clothes we buy to the foods we eat, how that's actually influencing the global economy. Like if it's a, if it's a farmer's market versus going to a supermarket of like where people are getting things and even diamonds that you buy, like what third world countries that could be like supporting in certain worlds, like there's all these things. And so it's really coming to a place of like, okay, I'm not someone who can like fix all of the world right now, but I can do one small thing. And whether that's me, like, okay, I really care about, you know, carbon emissions. And I know that, you know, maybe China and Hong Kong and some other ones are giving off lots. So I want to now plant, you know, more flowers in my little garden. And that's important to me. And that's my contribution. And that's my conscious citizenship of like, I know I'm offsetting something. That's enough. But it's really coming from that place of what you can do today and the different steps to do that in your business, in your life, like wherever you're at in this university scaling it obviously but um for, or maybe you're not but but some of it you can um so you can really feel like you are consciously making the impact you desire to see in the world instead of just talking about the problems or what's not being done like you see how to do it and the pathway to do it very easily so if you had like a wish that people would do like one specific thing a day to influence or like want to start a new practice or something what, what would it be to influence them in something that they could do, it doesn't matter how much money they make, you know, wherever they are financially, anybody listening to this can be like, I can start doing this immediately versus yeah, doing- Yeah, the biggest thing is like, honestly, your Facebook, you should always be looking at positive consciousness. You should always be looking at expanded, like positivity, wouldn't even say consciousness. Like you, I mean, it could be like, you really want to know how to, like how flowers grow or something. Like it should just be something that is stimulating to the human brain that's actually expansive not something that's like on war on bombs on news on whatever it is because that data is actually being used at times to then by third world developing nations and they take that data to actually make war decisions on civil wars that are going on right now so the data from what people are posting on facebook is what people are actually using to create or make decisions on on civil wars can be yep mm-hmm and even if you look at the most recent one, which was in, um, this isn't a civil war, but it's a refugee camp in the Rohingyas um, in Myanmar. And they used, and, and the Facebook um, international policy said, like, we'll do better, like, whatever, because Facebook didn't really help with the good thing. So there, I mean, this is stuff, like, you can look up as well. But the number one thing, like, for you easily to do is, like, all of your stuff, shift it. If it's, you see anything on your profile that's, like, just not, like, for me, I don't even care if it's not high vibe. Like, if it's literally not something that's high vibe, like, if even someone's, like, I had a bad day, even if they're a friend, gone. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that, that I actually did that practice for myself where I just like, I didn't defriend people. I just unfollowed them. So I wouldn't see any of their, their posts. So it wouldn't get into my mind. Right. Yeah. So hopefully something that I share could still go their direction when I'm in this higher, this higher vibration, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, and hopefully that I can still have that influence on them in some kind of way to expand their consciousness, but to delve down that, that dark alley. And I, I know like when I lived in Texas, I, I watched Alex Jones. I watched Zeitgeist over and over. Like it was, it was doomsday. I mean, doomsday. I could tell you all kinds of conspiracy theories that are very true when I believe them to be true. And then when I shifted this other direction, complete 180 degrees, it was like, whoa, like I really... I probably would have blown up the earth by now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. and it was, it was not perpetuating um, the expansion of the life force, the divine life force that, that I believe that we all are. So mm -hmm. I, I love, I love that one. So just maintaining that positive attitude, making sure that I'm feeding my mind, the positivity, shutting off the news. 
I looked at the, the newspaper the other day, I was with Emily, and, and there was headlines in the front, and it was like, Trump, fire, war, death. Like, that was like the headline. And we're like, no idea what they're talking about. Like, there was no, in the headline, like, no idea what there is even there. But this is the USA today, right? Like, and now I've associated those three things or four things with the USA today, and now my mind can go down like this dark hole. So I've, like, even me speaking that much of it is already like, shit, should I even have said that? But to bring to awareness to anybody that might see this stuff, like, realize, turn, like, just change the channel on life. Just change it to yeah, something that's high value. Yeah, and, and even like you said, like, if it's a good friend, like, I really, this is like a thing I'm going through right now and authentic, but like, if it's a good friend or someone I know, like, I will unfollow them, but if I don't know them personally, like, if they're just someone online, like, that is unfriended immediately. Like, that is just a no excuse. And like, if I do, I don't even know, like, the friend, though, that I saw was in a negative, like, if I see them maybe not commenting or something, and I'm clearing out friends, and, like, yeah, I just leave. Like, it's just, it's just so, like, I'm so on love. Like, it's so, just so important to me, and I am not saying that bad things don't happen, you know? Like, I can share a million bad things that happen, but I choose to not talk about it. I choose to not to be, and it's not saying that I don't process or have a time to process those. Absolutely, I have friends that I call, and I'll move through, and I'll process but I don't keep repeating it over and over and over. And I'm definitely not going to be going on Facebook full blown, like talking about it. Like I will from a healed place of like things, but I'm not going to be like a healing isn't like a day or an hour like that. Or like, I don't even want to say healing. Like, a, a process takes a little bit longer to like really like, okay, how does that feel? What's the new standard? You know, let me feel more from that. Like it's, it's not something like this instantaneous thing. It's like, it's like process let it be and 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 then like come out in a in a seating talk about it don't be like I plan to just go full throttle talking about it like in a seating as in a learning experience where others can learn from not from this is my reality of being a victim yeah that that last word too was a, a big one that the victim victim word and and uh it's 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 so weird because I know when I was in that mode in the victim mode, I, I didn't, I would have never seen it. And when people tell me you're being a victim, I was like, what are you talking about? This is what's happening to me. It's so really real. Everything's really real. I feel like it's being caved down on me. And the truth is like, I don't think there was ever a time where I did a post on Facebook, even in great stuff where I felt better about myself. Even when I'm like sharing something really cool that happens, that it's not Facebook that's gonna like, the response of people on Facebook that's going to make me feel expanded or, or, or better necessarily. It's really those people that are close to me. So when there's times where there is something more tough to go through, like I dive in deep internally first, and then I might go and reach out to one of my friends like Colleen's talking about, like, okay, help me work through this. But mm -hmm. posting that, like, I, somebody took advantage of me on Facebook from that place thinking that people are going to now feel sorry for me and then lift me up, like, Good luck with that one. Good luck. Yeah. And, and I, the thing I want to share too, because this is a really good story that I have too, and, and we can do it. And this is like, kind of goes back with consciousness. But anyway, it's just everything that you do in your life. I just want you to know, like it's so interconnected to the global economy. And it's whether you're choosing to be consciously aware. And I'm not saying that you have to be some big, multi-huge person that's like doing all the things. Like if you planting a flower, seriously, like that would, that would mean the world to someone. Like that, you know, maybe it's not cutting all the stuff that's in China, but you know what? It's, it's one, it's one step to have some more and then that's just enough and that's okay 
and you know, there was a time um, when life looked very different. You know, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't in the frequency yet of earning money. I was like kind of, you know, figuring it all out so online. Um, and I remember I had a credit card bill that was due and it was coming up and I was like, okay, I have two days and there's $112. So I was like $112, like that was like a hundred dollars and 12 cents. And I was like, okay, I really like need to get this. And I was like, I'm just not in the mood to post. Like I can feel I'm in scarcity. Like I'm really getting this. And I was like having all this anxiety and I was not posting. Like I was nurturing old videos, old things, like not posting. Cause I knew I wasn't in the frequency. But I was like, okay, I just know a hundred and hundred dollars and tells them it's going to show up. I know it's going to show up. I know it's going to show up. I know it's going to show up. And I kept doing that. So I am not kidding you. I was going to class and I come back from class and there's a bus station outside of where I live. like up for um, my ASU by where I live. And there's a little bench and under the bench, I kid you not, like I'm like, oh, I really need this. Like I've got 24 hours left, hundred dollars and 12 cents sitting right under this bench. I looked around and I was like, is anyone else around right now? Like no human around. I was like, like perfectly together, like almost a new bill. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get this. And, I was gonna bill. and then I like go to the ATM like right then. And I was like, okay, I'm going to like put this in there. And literally like when I had that, I was like, oh my God. I just got that literally we live in like a whole nother world that I just can't even function. Like I can't even imagine. That was like not kidding. Like that was like maybe, that was like maybe right in August or something of last year. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's that ability to believe that surrender, that just that, that undying faith that then attracts right, right to you. That's it's, and I, I, I probably have a dozen stories that I can share, whether it's yeah. about money or just the divine synchronicities. They're always in front of us. And it's just a matter of like being willing to see them. And at least in my experience. Mm -hmm. So if somebody wants to get involved with GCU, What's the best way for them to, to contact you or somebody else to get, get yeah, help in some way? So the best way is definitely there's an application process. So it's through um, contacting me on Instagram or on Facebook Messenger. And myself and my team will start that process um, so you can be involved. And it's just, it's a very, um, three questions, but it's pretty in-depth. Like we take it very seriously of what your application is. And we've turned actually more people away than we've allowed students because <laughs> it's like very, very serious because you do get 24 seven access to me and I'm very protective about my energy. So like, I really want to feel that you're committed, but that's the best way to do it. And, and to, do you have to be a, a college student? Is that? Nope. No, no, oh. like you could be, you never even went to college. Anyone, anyone can do it. Any age, any, any gender, any race. Any human being that you either know, side of the wall. Yeah, anyone that desires to be a change agent and already is a change agent, and you desire to be a global economist. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being on today. Is there anything you want to just shout out at the end here and kind of bring around full circle? Or I just think thank you so much, Ian, for creating this. Like, if you're listening to this, there was like so many things dropped. Like, you know, just keep aligning to love and keep aligning to yourself with no judgment of where you are and someone else's because, you know, I know there's a time when my life looked very different and, um, you know, it's always just about the adventure. Hey, Ian Gray here, creator of Evolve Life. I'm excited you listened to this episode in its entirety. If you liked this episode, please drop in a five-star review and tell us what you enjoyed about it. Living an Evolve Life includes surrounding yourself with a dynamic community of individuals. Be sure to check out our Facebook group, My Evolve Life. And for those of you ready to make quantum leaps, pick up a copy of the blueprint that brings in your heaven on earth on Amazon.com. If you'd like to schedule a discovery call with me, 
or feel you'd be an excellent guest in this podcast, check out EvolveLife.com for details. Until then, enjoy your heaven on earth.